what's up everybody and thank you for joining me today on Sasquatch to Legend podcast. My name is Mike and I'll be your host for this episode today. And it's actually a very special episode because not only is it my first episode I'm hosting, but we also have a very shocking Bigfoot encounter sent in from Tyler from Oregon. So this one's going to be very exciting. Really quick, I just wanted to introduce myself to all of the listeners. Like I said, my name is Mike. And this is my first episode hosting this podcast. And I don't really have a huge background in Sasquatch in particular. Like I said, I'm not a a Sasquatch scientist or a Bigfoot expert by any means. I'm just very interested in everything that has to do with the unknown and cryptids and just everything that's unexplainable. I'm very interested in. So... If you have any personal encounters or like you know anyone who have had any encounters, please don't hesitate to send them in to us. We're always looking for new stuff to post or to talk about. And if you have any encounters, you can go ahead and send it to us at submityourstory at sasquatchthelegend.com. And we'll be more than happy to read it through. And if something really catches my attention, I just might read it through like today's episode. So please hit us up on that, and if you guys want, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I'd really appreciate that. That helps out the podcast a lot. So if you have a couple extra minutes, please go ahead and do that for us. That would be awesome. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get right on into this episode. Hey there, my name is Tyler, and I've had several encounters and one sighting, almost all outside of Estacada, Oregon and some on the Oregon coast. My first encounter took place outside of Ripplebrook, Oregon, in the Mount Hood National Forest, about 12 or so miles from the ranger station due east, I believe. I found a spur road, drove up to it, and started a call blast from my car. Almost instantly got a call back, followed within seconds by something smacking the side of my vehicle. Needless to say, I got out of Dodge extremely fast. After some weeks of restless PTSD days and nights, started to get angry at being controlled from going back into the woods and it affecting my life so much, so I decided to do some more investigations with a buddy and some firepower. I found a tiny stick structure and a trackway going up a hillside of about 14 inch tracks. Then about a month or less later, went up to a lake in the general area to camp out with a buddy. My buddy never ended up showing, and at about 10 o'clock at night, I caught what I believed to be juvenile Sasquatch peeking at me from behind a tree. I could clearly see its skin tonation, facial structure, hairline, left arm in its entirety, half of its stomach and lower sternum, and its left leg, its fingertips, were down to almost its shin. And Tyler also mentions in his encounter story that before he continues, he must explain that he's been a part of the Sasquatch community for about two years. And when he started out, he was extremely judgmental. And if someone came on to a podcast he was listening to with a woo story, he would think that they were crazy and most of the time trying to stick it out, but rarely could. And he also continues by saying, What I'm about to tell you literally changed who I am and the way I do things. 
When I was telling you about call blasting on the spur road, I failed to mention the feeling of dread, terror, and imminent danger that I felt between the time of hearing the response back and having my vehicle assaulted. While I'm sitting at camp, looking at this tree with this Sasquatch peeking at me from behind it with its lips pursed out as if it was a oh crap I'm busted look, or maybe if it was about to whistle, I instantly started feeling the doom and dread aforementioned and like a light switch was flipped, instantly became euphoric and blissful and highly energetic. Within milliseconds after feeling this wave of euphoria, I felt what I can only describe as downward pressure being applied to the top of my head, but it felt like it was inside of my head. Not uncomfortable, just a slight pressure, and the thought popped into my head that was not my own. It was so prominent and strong that I could almost hear it. It said, there's no reason to be afraid. We're only here to observe. Now, being in the state that I was in, I was not myself. I was zoned out staring at this tree, smiling ear to ear, not really thinking anything, almost like I was zoned out. After what felt like five minutes, although probably only about 30 seconds to a minute at max, I started to come back to reality and finally realizing what I was looking at. I decided to pull my phone light out to expand the light perimeter to try to get a better glimpse. The second I turned my phone light on and went to flip my phone up at its direction, all I saw was a blur disappear from behind the tree. No noise no smells, no anything. I just sat there staring at this tree, completely dumbfounded, with my mouth open, still feeling a little euphoric, but coming back to reality. Never did I feel scared again that night. Nothing else happened to my knowledge, and there is no sign of anything the following day during the daylight when I investigated the area. A couple days later, I went to lunch with one of my friends and was telling him about my encounter stories. His eyes were opened up wide and he had expressed interest in going out with me, so I decided to take him out where I had my sighting at the lake. We arrived and got out and spent about a half an hour to 45 minutes checking things out quietly and observing, trying to get some action. Nothing ever came about, so we decided to continue up the road further to see where it went. It flattened out to an old, what looked like stripped out logging camp with an old cabin foundation in the middle of the landing surrounded by trees overlooking the Mountain Hood National Forest rolling hills. I decided a call blast and we instantly got a call back from what it seemed like miles away but was extremely loud. This callback was similar to my spur road callback sound, starting low and swooping high, ending in a low-toned yell slash howl slash bark. Me and my buddy just looked at each other, ran back to my car, and got out of there. Some time passed by, and I found myself in the same general area, just in a completely different spot than I had been. I set up camp and sat down to enjoy the silence and solitude of the day. About 20 minutes into me sitting around, 
I started to feel like something was watching me. All the hairs were stood up on the end of the back of my neck, and I thought I could hear something moving in the brush from behind me about 300 to 400 yards away. I then heard what I remembered as a very low-toned grunt, followed by stick-breaking noises. I heard one grunt and about five to six stick breaks in a five to ten minute time span. It was still daylight at this point, but the area I was in was completely encompassed by thick, super tall trees that blocked 80% of the sunlight from getting in. So it was a dark, ominous look already. Feeling uncomfortable, I ignored it trying to act like I wasn't paying attention to it and getting a plan ready to get back to my car. Nothing ever happened from it though, and so I went about my day. After the feeling of being watched went away shortly after the noises ended. Later that night, I'm still not positive about this, but I swear I saw a super dark human looking figure crouched in the tall grass get up while looking away simultaneously with enough time for me to catch its back while it was walking away from my camp. After that, I ended up deciding to sleep in my car as I was by myself and didn't feel safe. I invited one of my buddies that runs a podcast off of Anchor FM to go out to the spot to do a podcast interview and investigation. We got to the same spot I was at before when I felt like I was being watched and heard stick break noises and set up camp. My buddy believes in Bigfoot, but has never had any sort of encounter with them. Is not really even interested in the subject at all and has a pretty skeptical mind. I had walked away from camp down the road a little bit to take some pictures and videos of the area while my buddy stayed at camp dealing with his podcast stuff. Out of the blue, he started feeling the same feeling that I had experienced before, like something was watching him and emitting a feeling of needing to leave and not welcomed. Right around the time I started walking back up to camp, which was only about two to four minutes, the feelings for him started to dissipate. I strolled up the camp and as I got closer, I saw his face. He was pretty white with his eyes bugged out and he was frantically telling me what he had just experienced. I had not told him anything about what I had experienced when I first got there, only that there is a high probability that something would happen. When I told him what happened to me, my trip to the spot before, he got even bigger eyed and didn't really know what to think. He wasn't willing to leave though, so he stuck it out and hung out at camp for a while longer. Around 3 to 4 in the afternoon, we decided to hike around and do some investigations into the brush just to the side of our camp. We made it about 100 to 150 yards in until we came up on a bare spot circled by tree and brush growth with a six-way game trail with two logs precariously laid on the ground leading up against a tree blocking the paths about 12 feet from an angled stick twist. I gathered it as evidence and we headed back to the camp. Later that night, as it was dark and we had a fire going, we were cooking hot dogs and such for dinner when I looked up into the brush and saw two bright red eyes about four feet off of the ground. I told my buddy to look to see if he can see what I was seeing, and as soon as I made attention to it, they disappeared. Nothing else happened until we went to bed that night, 
laying in the tent when I was just about to go to sleep. I was awakened by what sounded like four to six 50-pound bowling balls being dropped from 15 feet onto the earth. I woke up with my heart racing and could hear footsteps outside the tent. At this point, my eyes are closed shut tight as I want to pretend that I'm just asleep and not hearing what I'm hearing. Then, I start hearing my tent wall start slightly flopping, almost like there's wind hitting it, but then it stopped. Thinking it was the wind, I opened up my eyes to try to make sense of what I was hearing. Maybe I can see something that would explain what I was experiencing. Then, my tent wall started being pushed in and something touched my arm. There was no wind and we had put our fire out before we went to bed so it was completely dark and still. I'm talking pitch black. As soon as I was able to breathe again, I started to sniff really loud in order to make awareness of me being awake. Instead of startling and jumping back like an animal or a person would do, this hand slowly retracted back off my arm and the tent wall retracted back in response to my sniff. Within seconds after the tent wall went back to level, the fire blazed back up for literally no reason at all. And there is no wind, so no rational explanation for it. My buddy was laying right next to me, and though did not experience the tent wall being pushed in, experienced the noises we heard and the fire blazing back up. We woke up the next morning, and where the road was, which was right next to the front of the tent and car, there was three sticks spanning the length across the road. One was at 12 o'clock, one was at 11 o'clock, and one was at 10 o'clock. 12 and 11 were pointing straight up to my car, and 10 was at a 45 degree right angle pointing directly at my tent. There was nothing on the road the day before. My next and last encounter took place this last Memorial Day weekend. I went to the Tillamook State Forest on the Oregon coast to go camping with my cousin for the holiday weekend. The first day we were there, while checking out the dead-end logging road we were camping on, my cousin was at the far end where there's a little shooting pit area and the road diminishes down to an ATV track and continues the side of the burn until it shoots down a 90-degree cliffside. At the shooting berm, if you're facing north, facing the berm, to the right goes up the berm into the trees, and to the left is a little grass, and then raspberry and other bushes growing with a thick Oregon coast tree line slopping down. He was at the end of this road, checking it out, when he told me that he heard an extremely low grunt slash growl, approximately 40 yards away from him in the thick brush. My cousin is an avid outdoorsman, avid off-trail hiker and camper, and has heard and seen so many different varieties of game we have here. He does not scare easily, and he came back telling me that he heard a grunt and it scared him so bad he needed to leave the area. He did not recognize it at all and had never heard it before or anything like it since. We went about our day and had nothing else happen that evening except extremely strong feelings the entire time we were there, almost like being watched, but more of an uneasy feeling. The next day, as we were packing up and getting ready to leave camp, I had just loaded the last item into the car to move spots 
and from the thick brush to the right of me and my cousin, we both heard what I can only describe as an extremely creepy, ominous, low-toned chuckle. Me and my cousin both looked at each other, gave the look like we need to leave, and simultaneously, without a word, turned tail and rushed to my car. We got to our second spot, and that night had something bipedal walk up to our camp, stop once it realized that I was making ruckus trying to get it to realize we were there, go around our camp a good 30 to 40 yards outside of its original path, and disappear into the night. We woke up the next morning with nothing amiss or in disarray and went back to the first spot that my cousin heard the grunt and we heard the chuckle, but nothing happened. That was the day the wildfires kicked up hardcore and I really believe that that's why we got skunked on our last day. Wow, what a insane story, man. That's like... I feel like after the first encounter, I would have never went out there camping ever again, you know, especially something so deep and being alone in the forest. I couldn't even imagine that. And that's basically all we have for today. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Um, look us up on Facebook, Sasquatch the Legend. We do giveaways on there as much as possible. And we're just going to kick this thing up in an overdrive and I'm going to try to produce episodes every week just for you guys to have something cool to listen to, you know, maybe going on a run or getting some things done. You just want some background noise. I want to be able to provide some good content for all of you to listen to, and I'm very excited to do so. So like I said, if you do have an extra spare time, please go ahead and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. I greatly appreciate it. Subscribe and show us some love. And I'm looking forward to next week. Thank you all again. And I also want to mention that Tyler actually hosts his own podcast. And that's called Bigfoot and the Citizen Scientist Podcast. So go on over there and check that out and show him some love and tell him that Mike sent you.